Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. You're listening to episode number 88, and I'm going to tell you everything you could possibly need to know about the Kiss My Portfolio challenge. We are gearing up for Kiss My Portfolio 6, KMP6, on September 5th through the 16th, and it's really going to be an awesome opportunity to grow your portfolio and build a project that you're proud of to, of course, help you land more clients. And so brand designers, I'm talking to you. This is your chance to jump in on a really, really cool opportunity. Kiss my aesthetic. Branding, marketing, entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build brag-worthy brands through visual identity design and social media. You're in the right spot for branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice, so enjoy the episode. So for anyone who doesn't know what the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge is, maybe you just started following me or you just started listening to the podcast, the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge is a 10-day, 10-prompt challenge that walks you through my exact brand design process. So every day for 10 days of the challenge, you're going to get a prompt in the challenge guide, which I'll explain this in a second, that tells you what you should be focused on in order to build a brag-worthy brand. Bragworthy brand is, of course, my tagline. It's what I've really kind of honed in on in the last eight years of owning my business. And these 10 days go a little bit like this. So first and foremost, you would go to the website, purchase the challenge guide. Once you have the challenge guide, you'll have 12 pages of all the information that you'll need to know to do the challenge. And it goes a little bit like this. So day one, understanding the client. Day two, collecting inspiration. Day three, creating your mood board color palette. Day four, your main logo design. Five, submarks and alternates. Six, fonts and icons. Seven, patterns and elements. Eight, print marketing mockups, nine digital marketing mockups, and 10, your final presentation. And the goal of this is that the end of these 10 days, you're going to walk away with a project that you'll be so proud to put in your portfolio, to put on your socials, to help you attract more clients to your brand in a way that really, really fits your style. So to rewind and bring it back to the beginning, I first start started, started offering the kiss my portfolio challenge in 2020. It's February 2020, uh, probably a little bit later. I think it was April. It was after everyone's been locked in their house and you guys had been begging me to teach you a course on brand design. Number one, I do not have the patience for a course. And number two, uh, there's no way I was going to be able to pull that together quickly. So instead, I wrote a challenge. And the challenge at that time in 2020 was three weeks long and so disorganized. And it was also free because I had no idea if people were going to be interested in this kind of concept. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do a design challenge. I've got time. You guys are all sitting at home anyway. Let's make something out of this. 247 people signed up for this free challenge. And I was like, oh shoot, I'm in so far over my head. And it was awesome. Basically how it works, you would buy the challenge guide, you'd get those daily prompts that I just outlined, and then you'd go into the Facebook group and there's a dedicated post in the group, which then you would put your work underneath. And as designers, as challenges were adding their work underneath, they were getting feedback from myself, from other designers, from other challengers on how to improve their process. So for example, let's say it's like the mood board day and somebody uploads their mood board 
Somebody could say, oh, you should think about adding textures, or I really love how that blue and green are playing off each other. Have you considered adding in a warm color? And we could kind of socially learn together in a more critique style atmosphere than you would have if you just did a portfolio project without any input. So it became this community growth kind of opportunity. It became a chance for designers to connect with one another. But really, the take home is that you're going to walk away with a killer project in your portfolio. So that was the very first one. That was April-ish 2020. Then that fall, we hosted the second challenge. And then we've done that every February now in September for three years. Can you imagine? It's been three years. So if you are new to this whole idea, I'm going to basically outline what is in the challenge guide so that you know what you're getting um, and really have a good understanding of what's involved in this challenge. So Again, I'm also live streaming this on Instagram right now. So anyone on Instagram, if you have a question, feel free to ask in the comments and I will totally field a Q&A, ask me anything about the challenge and include that. I'm recording it as a podcast too. So we're doing double duty today. So the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge Guide goes a little something like this. You'd go to the website, buy the challenge guide and inside the guide, you're getting a hypothetical client with a hypothetical business. In this case, it's not totally hypothetical because we're using my friends, really, really good friends, business idea. Um, and this is Maddie and Tyler. So Maddie and Tyler, I know Maddie from high school, um, Maddie and Tyler, they're a couple and they have this idea to kind of blend their passions together and start a business in the far future. So this is not a contest by any stretch, but they have the idea to kind of create a combo business out of their interest areas. So Tyler currently runs a, his own company called Ties Tanks, uh, which is an aquaculture coral business where he sells and propagates tropical corals on the Southern California coral markets. And in getting to know Tyler and getting to know more about corals, it's so interesting because ethical aquaculture is about growing corals based on corals that are already within circulation, so not actually taking anything out of the ocean. So that's the first thing that you should probably know. Maddie's background is in PR and marketing. So her PR and marketing background with digital and social media advertising, she's always wanted a place that was a cafe to be able to work remotely from that had those really good like co-working vibes, coffee shop vibes, um, but also like a very island tropical kind of feeling. So kind of blending the two between the fish tanks and then the marketing side and creating a space really inspired by the cat cafes of Southeast Asia. So stick, stick with me here, stick with me. Right. So you've probably seen online that like cat cafes became really popular. The first one I was looking up online and I have this linked in the, in the document. First one started in like 2011. And the idea is that you can be working at a cafe coffee shop setting and there's like kittens all around and you can adopt the kittens and you can pet the kittens and you can get a break, but it kind of creates like this community aspect around these cats. So we kind of were joking when we were all out drinking at someone's birthday party of like, oh, it should be a, a coral cafe. And instead of it being cats everywhere, you've just got walls and walls of fish tanks and aquariums to really be working like as if you could post up at the at your local aquarium as a co-working space, right? And imagining how peaceful it is. And Maddie and Tyler have experience doing this because they have tanks in their house and she's been around tanks for a few years now. Tyler loves them. So kind of bringing that experience and saying like, okay, imagine there's a cafe, but like your walls are fish tanks and you can learn about the tanks and learn about the tropical fish and learn about ocean conservation, learn about all the corals 
and still like get your work done in like a coffee style atmosphere. So that already, there's so much visually that we can do with that, right? There's so much um, fun to be had in just envisioning a cafe with an entire wall aquarium, like, like you're set up at Atlantis doing your co-working, right? So that's the first concept. Then because it was Ty's Tanks as the first business, now we're like, okay, take it one step further. Let's call it Tanked. And imagine it as also a speakeasy. So you're there, you're doing your work, you're working remotely, you've got these fish tanks everywhere. And then you see someone either push through or walk through or slink around a curtain. And there's a full ass hidden speakeasy in the back to the same vibe, same theme, same idea, right? Sounds fun. Not to mention that San Diego's totally having like a speakeasy craze right now. There's so many speakeasies that are opening up. It's like such the hot thing to do. It's like, if you know, you know, kind of experience and very, very popular within the San Diego audience. So those links to like the Cat Cafe and the San Diego speakeasy research are linked in that challenge guide. So you can really get an understanding of how this fits with the market positioning. Again, this is their like pipeline dream business. Um, and I want to clarify that it's not a design contest. So there's a big difference between a challenge and a contest. I don't agree with contests. So design contests pit a bunch of designers and artists against each other where there's one winner that's going to get the bid for the job. This is completely hypothetical. I've talked to Maddie and Tyler about it. I let them know like this is the reason we're doing this challenge is to benefit you guys, not to benefit them. So this isn't like a whoever does the best job wins thing. Uh, 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 uh. This is about just use the idea that we had all brainstormed together and give you guys an opportunity to come up with something really creative. And for them, it's just kind of a fun way to involve my friends in my business. So I did want to make that big like asterisk clarification in case anybody was wondering. But back to the challenge guide. Then once you're into page three of your challenge guide, this is the information that you would absolutely have to know in order to deliver a quality brand for anyone, regardless of it being this challenge. This is what I preach about on my podcast. This is what we talk about in that free download, which you can download my brand questionnaire for free on my website, mkwcreative.co. And then you go shop and learn freebies. You can download the brand questionnaire. So basically what you're getting in this challenge guide is what the answers to that brand questionnaire would have been. So when you see me do this with clients and you see me create mission, vision, brand goals, brand adjectives, brand positioning, those are all the result from the questions that I've asked the client. So if you're someone that's just starting out, you're just getting into brand design, having a really solid questionnaire, and you can absolutely use mine if you want. It's Google Doc. It's about six pages long. You're going to like kind of suction out the correct answers. Suction's a weird word, but you're going to kind of like scoop out, absorb out the answers from that questionnaire to build the brand. You don't want to just shoot in the dark. So same idea here. When you get that challenge guide, page three is going to give you the mission, the vision, and the brand goals. So I'm going to read them to you here. So the mission, Tanked Coral Cafe and Speakeasy's mission is to cultivate an inviting, hip, and unique environment for all people to discover the joy of aquaculture. Whether you'd like to come work from your laptop among the fish tanks or be immersed in this hidden speakeasy, Tank strives to become the best place to be besides the sea. But I um, had to add like a little, you know, pun at the end. Uh, vision. The vision for Tanked Coral Cafe and Speakeasy is to be a day-to-night community hangout hotspot. Patrons of Tanked are ocean lovers, creatives, remote workers, and experienced junkies. 
The goal is that the space becomes the first of its kind and a can't miss destination for tropical coral reef enthusiasts or reefers, right? So there's kind of this culture of, you've got like the work remote culture, you've got like the experience junkies, which is kind of what I'm calling this like immersive, speakeasy, brag worthy, like kind of buzzy person that's like always at the hottest, New York's hottest club is, right? That person has a, belongs here. And also the person that is just like a diehard ocean lover, like ocean conservationists, scuba divers, snorkelers, surfers, like people that just really, really love that. So we kind of have this triad of an ideal client, right? Brand goals. So this is where you want to hone in on how does, what does this brand need right here, right now? And every challenge, the brand goals are a little bit different. For example, when we did Avodo, um, which was the avocado theme restaurant, the idea was to create a pitch deck for investors. So they may be at a different stage and need different collateral than someone who's like ready to go right here, right now. So the brand goals for this challenge specifically are going to be to create visuals and collateral that give a prospective visitor the essence of the place without disclosing too much detail. So let's pretend that this already exists. That's the way that I want you to approach this project. Let's pretend it exists, but it's not really on people's radar yet. So it's about kind of approaching that. We're not going to shout from the rooftops because we don't want this place to be super overrun, super crowded. We don't want lines. Like that's not the culture of the place, but how do you create visuals that attract someone enough to be intrigued without like giving everything away? And I kind of mean that in a marketing sense from like your social media collateral, the website. And I think if you dive into that San Diego Speakeasies article and start clicking through what some of those competitor speakeasies are, you'll really get a sense for how to brand something that's supposed to be secret. So that's the whole extra layer on this challenge that we have not done before in a portfolio challenge. So keep that in mind as well. Um, another goal is to bring more education and exposure to ethical aquaculture. All corals seen in the coral cafe are fragged from existing corals to ensure that nothing is taken from the ocean. Tanked hopes to be a community hub for people interested in starting their own tanks for avid scuba divers and for ocean conservationists. So again, we're blending like three different cultures here. We're blending like a work remote culture with a cocktail culture, hospitality culture, and then also the oceanography kind of culture. So meshing those all together and creating branding and brand collateral that speaks to all three of those equally is really the challenge that is at hand. As you keep going through your brand guide, you get all the way down to brand four. This is brand adjectives. And how I would approach this is you want to take the brand adjectives and let them drive your visuals, right? So the brand adjectives, these are the terms that you're going to put into a stock photo website like Pexels, like Unsplash, um, to start to find inspiration from Pinterest. Like this is the terminology that needs to be represented visually when someone sees the branding. And that could be branding as far as the logo, fonts, colors, um, socials, you know, marketing pieces, merch needs to give off this feeling. Okay. So we're we ready. Brand adjectives, tropical, creative, sustainable, experimental, and experiential. So there's both. So experimental, experiential, I think of some of the cooler, like hip restaurant scenes, right? So they're experimental. Maybe they have some like crazy things on their menu, or they're doing some crazy technique that you've never seen before, or really that it's just like the first of its kind style business. And then experiential being more focused on the experience of being in the place. 
I think when you're doing branding for anything that's brick and mortar, it's so important to consider the customer experience. What do their table numbers look like? What do the aprons look like? How do they order from the menu? Is there a website? Are there QR codes throughout the space where people can scan and get to learn about the fish or learn about the corals or learn about um, the oceanography projects of this Kiss My Portfolio Challenge hypothetical brand, right? So think about the experience aspect as well. We have immersive, modern, unique, fun, cheerful, welcoming, generous, harmonious. Harmonious, I think, is a great way to kind of piggyback on sustainable. So sustainable should be the baseline, but like harmonious with the environment. It's kind of a fun word to play with here. Curated, knowledgeable, peaceful, sincere, forward-thinking, adventurous, beachy, bold, customer-forward, and bragworthy. If you need a refresher on Bragworthy, don't forget I have a How to Build Your Bragworthy brand like 30-minute crash course on my website, which you can take at any time. It is a recorded training workshop, and I really get into the nitty-gritty of like what it means to be a Bragworthy brand versus just a basic brand. So it's a little plug for that one. Also on this page, we have what the brand is not. So this brand, which if you're just kind of popping in through Instagram, we're talking about the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge prompt for KMP6. And the idea is Tanked Coral Cafe in Speakeasy. And this brand is not kitschy, cutesy, exploitative, cold, sterile, stuffy, pretentious, cheesy, old-fashioned, chaotic. So the thing to keep in mind is we do not want this brand to look like a Little Mermaid kid's birthday party, right? I think that most designers, especially when they're just starting out, they feel really, really inclined to want to be so overly obvious and themey with the brands that they design. That is not this, right? So I would almost say don't use any fish or corals in your logo. Don't try to do anything too clever or too themey or too spot on. But in order to keep that like level of mysteriousness and kind of an if you know, you know, create the branding that communicates what the heck this place is without having to rely on obvious clues. That's going to be, for me, the distinction between someone who's really seasoned in branding and someone who's very, very novice in branding. It seems like more often than not, if you're novice, you want to put in like an anchor and a coral and a fish and bubbles and all this stuff. No, 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 no. Simplify, go in on the theme, figure out which which aspects of the brand are going to give me the most um, impact towards solving the problem. And on the other elements, play some of that stuff down so you can really let that stuff shine, right? Then we get into competitors and unique sales proposition. So the Tanked Coral Cafe and Speakeasy is attempting to create the world's first coral cafe blending coffee shop culture, cocktail culture, and aquaculture. So aquaculture is about tropical coral reefs and ethical sustainability around tropical coral reefs. And some of the competitors, at least in the San Diego area, that you could look at for inspo and positioning in the coffee shop side would be like Better Buzz, Phil's, Bump Coffee, Blue Bottle, and Parakeet. And then from the the speakeasy side of things, we have like Race by Wolves, False Idol, Fairweather, Realm of 52 Remedies, um, kind of these buzzy, more underground, like if you know, you know, kind of speakeasy places that aren't too on the nose. Even False Idol, if you go to their website, it's just the menu and the menu doesn't even show you pictures of the place or the drinks or anything. 
it just almost looks like a treasure map. And I think that those kind of moments are really memorable. And to see you guys as designers take that on and really dive into how do you create branding for a speakeasy that doesn't give away the whole thing, it's going to be really exciting. Because imagine, again, imagine this already exists and imagine you've got that content creator on TikTok that's a UGC creator that's like, the best hidden speakeasy in San Diego. You have to go to Tanked. It's a coral cafe during the day. And at night they have like this full cocktail bar and all these crazy drinks and, and this amazing atmosphere and DJs and like whatever that looks like for how you envision it. Imagine you're already at the end result and then work backward, right? Like what would have to be those things that that UGC content creator calls out as being like, I've never seen this before and it's amazing. And then how do you peel back the layers and make sure that that gets embedded into the brand? Like maybe it's the cocktail napkins or the cups or the fact that things glow differently under blue light, which is used a lot in the coral tank world. There's lots of different ways that I think once you guys start researching this, you're going to have a million and five ideas. So as we keep going through the challenge guide, you also get to page number five, which is really going to show you the potential clients or customers of this hypothetical project. So Kiss My Portfolio Project, Tanked, Coral Cafe, and Speakeasy. Who's going? Who's interested in this kind of concept? So I wrote three ideal client avatar profiles. And within that, I left you some clues for who to dive into and kind of what what kind of clues you could materialize in this brand design project to really show me and the other judges, which I'll talk about judges in a second, are going to pay extra attention to. So the first would be, and I literally have, I'll show the people on Instagram. Let me turn this around. I literally have like their profiles written out. So we have them here. Let's zoom in. Okay. So first profile is going to be, I really should put this on a tripod, I think. Um, The first profile is going to be Mateo. So startup owner, and this is a little bit of his profile. So he is the founder of an aquatic tech startup based in Tijuana. He comes to San Diego weekly to network and meet with his clients at Tanked. He loves to visit Tanked Coral Cafe because he loves the wall of tropical corals and the captive bred fish tanks, finds it super peaceful to work in the corner booth seating with the view of the fish behind him. His coworkers always think he's using a green screen fish tank background for Zoom calls. So I love this one because this to me is like the perfect avatar of someone who is going to come use a work remote setting and really take advantage of the coffee shop daytime aspect of this potential brand, right? The second one, we have Nicole, travel influencer. Nicole is a San Diego-based luxury travel influencer who's been to the world's most enviable tropical travel resorts. When she decided to set up her home base, San Diego was a no-brainer. She comes to Tanked because she loves the hidden speakeasy, and it's unlike anything she's ever been to before. She loves that the cocktail list includes a unique ocean superfood ingredients like blue spirulina. She loves slash hates sharing about it because she wants it to stay a secret. Clues within both of those. So the first clue of the startup owner is that his coworkers um, give him a hard time because they think he's sitting in front of a green screen, but it's actually this amazing cafe that has like fish tanks, right? And then with the travel influencer, it's like she loves the superfood ingredients. So I think if I were a designer, I'd want to definitely include some like menu cards or um, different like social graphics that showcase how they're using ingredients that are benefiting or coming from the ocean in a lot of their cocktails, drinks, food, etc. And then that she love hates sharing about it because she wants it to stay a secret. So again, thinking about how do you do branding for a place that people want to be 
unknown. And I think you can still do it. I think you can pull it off. So the other way that this is really going to work to your advantage in a, in a portfolio case study project possibility is obviously we don't have photography of this place. Like it doesn't exist. So when you're thinking about the branding, you can say like, oh yeah, whenever we share to social, um, a new drink recipe, we only share like just the photos of the ingredients because we don't want to give away what it is that they're going to be drinking. Like we don't want people to see the pictures of the drinks because we want that to be like proprietary. And that's like an in-person experience only. So that's an example of how you could keep some of that stuff like on the down low right? The last ideal client avatar we have within this guide is George as a scuba enthusiast. So George has been a scuba instructor for 25 years in Southern California. His scuba shop works closely with tanks, education initiatives, and give back promise of ethical aquaculture. Although he considers himself one of the old surf dogs of San Diego, he feels welcome, celebrated, and comfortable every time he walks into tanks. He loves to talk with the other coffee shop goers and share his love of corals with them. So this is really cool because I want to make sure that we're including cross-generational appeal for this portfolio project. So a lot of new designers get really stuck in working for super millennial or super Gen Z looking brands. And they don't often consider how to bring an older demographic into the business. So how would you kind of span not only the fact that it's a coffee shop, a cocktail bar and a coral shop, but how do you include a startup owner, a travel influencer, and someone who's just like a scuba enthusiast who's in your community that's older, but still feels comfortable hanging out in this place because they feel just as included in the narrative as the other two who may be to the younger side. That's again, another challenge is to design across age demographic, across business demographic, and what is the common thread that you can speak to that can can go to all of those different demographic communities, right? So as a designer, we want to pay attention to all those things. Then as you keep going, of course, you get the do's and don'ts. I'm going to cover this really quickly because the rest of the guide is really just the logistics and we'll talk about that. But the brand aesthetics, the do's, lean into the coastal ocean-inspired fish tank vibe. Definitely that needs to exist. That has to come through in this project. But the place should mimic how it feels to be on like a fantastic tropical scuba trip. If the scuba trip were a coffee shop slash bar. Creativity and clever touches are very encouraged. I love a pun. We love a clever use of copywriting and design and pattern, icons, etc. Do your research about tropical coral reefs and aquaculture practices and consider how you can make that information digestible for the ideal client between lattes and cocktails. So we're going to talk to the conservation efforts about the corals. We're going to try to weave that into a coffee shop and speakeasy concept so that it's not just about going there for the novelty, but there's some substance. So that's really part of this challenge as well. The don'ts of the challenge We don't want to be kitschy. We don't want to be cutesy and we don't want to be themed. Like I said, this should not feel like a Little Mermaid kid's birthday party or Finding Nemo. This should be brag worthy, curated, forward thinking hotspot. And don't forget about the education and conservation component. So those are your do's and don'ts. That's what I just read to you now in the last 10 minutes. That's basically what you're going to get in this challenge guide. Um, But with hyperlinks, suggestions, examples, et cetera. Then the rest of this 12-page guide is really about what you're supposed to do each day of the challenge. So day one, understanding the project, there's not much to do. It's going to be Labor Day, so I know that people are going to be moving around, but I will be going live in the Facebook group to answer questions as if I'm the client. Um, So if you have questions, that's going to be the place to do it. 
What you're going to want to ask is what you need in order to get started, what competitors are offering or not offering in this space, any clarification questions get asked on day one. Not a lot of work to do. Just really absorb the challenge guide, get yourself thinking, get brainstorming, get rolling on what you think you might want to make. Then day two is all about collecting inspiration. So I want to see Pinterest boards with sections. In the sections, we want logo inspo, color inspo, photography inspo, print digital, social, and messaging. So whenever I start a project with a client, I want to kick off with a Pinterest board based on the answers of their brand questionnaire. So because we didn't have a brand questionnaire segment, because there's not really a real client on this one, the challenge guide itself, those are the answers and the search terms that you want to be putting into Pinterest to materialize your Pinterest boards, right? And separating your Pinterest boards into sections is going to really help give your client a sense of where you see things going. I prefer doing it this way than letting the client make their own board. Cause if we make the client make their own board, they usually end up pinning a bunch of stuff that's not related to itself. And it's kind of chaotic all over the place. And then you really have to figure out like, okay, what of this stuff do you like the best because now you're put too much, too much responsibility on the client. And then you feel less aligned to the project versus as a designer, as a professional, as a strategist, as a branding person, if you're driving the bus and you're saying, this is how we envision your brand coming together and you present the client, the Pinterest board, it tends to go a lot better. Also now, because we have Pinterest shuffles, I'm dying to see some of these challengers create Pinterest shuffles around what they've pinned on Pinterest for this hypothetical project. Then we get into the mood board and color palette. So once you have the Pinterest board signed off on by the client, client's like, yep, looks great, love it, everything's amazing. Now we're going to get into the mood board design. A mood board is usually a collage or a grid of images that communicate the brand vibe in a concise way. This is probably when you're gonna show color palettes. This is probably when you're gonna show just a general brand feel. And remember, we've got to hit on those three ideal client avatars and the three different segments of the business. The coffee shop, the speakeasy, and the coral commerce section of this, right? So like selling and educating on tropical corals. So I have a few sites uh, linked in here. I've got a whole podcast episode linked in here on how to get started with mood boards. Um, And really with your mood board, you want to use royalty free images so that you can share the mood board without any issues of copyright infringement. Um, I cover that in the podcast episode, but we'll talk more deeply about that throughout the challenge. Then Once you have your mood board, this is where it starts to get interesting. You're going to take that mood board, go to the Facebook group, find the days thread that says post your mood board designs below for feedback from our guest judges. You post your mood board and then myself and whoever the guest judges are for that day will weigh in and give you suggestions. So we may be able to point out like, hey, it looks like all of your images are really close cropped images and we don't actually see any people. Like let's include some people to give it a human aspect. Or uh, we notice that all of your images have fish in them. It's really not necessary to do that because we can create the feeling of being in the ocean without having to show just pictures of coral and fish tanks, right? So that's where we're going to start to help you guide you towards ways to make your mood boards better and to be able to show more holistic feelings of the space by giving you that critique on every single part of the process. So for 10 days, there's 10 opportunities to get feedback from guest judges. And really the goal is to help you guys get better at brand design. Make sense. So that's day three, day four, main logo design, I've got notes in here for you. I've got hundreds of hours 
of videos of me doing logo design in the Facebook group and on my TikTok page. Those brand design in 60 seconds videos are going to be your best friend. And realize that the main logo design, I would always recommend that you start in black and white. So we're going to ask that you upload a black and white version and a color version of your logo just to see the difference between the two, because really that logo, the main logo that's going to be seen on most things needs to exist in one color option for merchandise purposes, print purposes, signage purposes. You're going to want to make sure that it has a solid look to it without having to depend on color. I think this is a step that a lot of people skip. Then Friday, you have an opportunity to make your submarks and alternate logos. So your horizontal logo that would be on things like letterhead or decals, signage, for example, whatever's going on top of that uh, coffee shop and speakeasy kind of place that catches your attention. Then expanded logo. This is going to be for things like adding in like core values or a seal or some kind of like established date, taglines, etc. This can be used on things like merchandise, for example. So imagine if you're into like surf culture at all, like Ruka or Volcom or Hurley, like they always do the shirts with like the big designs on the back, Roxy, Quicksilver, those kind of big, huge seals, like a very deuce ex machina. If you've also been to Bali, like that's totally in the style of where we're going. Um, big, huge design on the back of the shirt. That could be a version of like your expanded logo, for example. Then you're going to work through, you know, whatever the favicon could be. So what's the condensed submark that goes at the top of a web browser? Um, that's really maybe even only one letter or one glyph or one icon that represents the brand stamp or seal or square cropped logo for things like social. Again, you're going to take that work, go into the Facebook group, find the thread, post your work that day, get feedback from the guest judges. We have some really, really solid guest judges in the works, and I'll be posting more about those soon. Then you're going to work through your fonts and supporting icons. So we're going to create a system of up to four fonts. You have your H1 font, which is your heading font, H2 subheader, your body and your accent. Lots of resources for you in the challenge guide on that, as well as some just general guidelines. Um, And you're going to post your font selection in the Facebook group thread and you're going to design icons. So you can either source them yourself through some free resources that I've put into the, into the challenge guide, or you can create them on your own. Procreate's great for this, Illustrator, etc. And consider which icons are going to be most useful. So maybe there's icons for like events versus recipes versus um, education components or give back or merch or whatever. And whenever I'm thinking icons, I'm thinking what's going to be most useful in those Instagram stories highlights or on something like a web nav or on something, if you're scanning a QR code about a specific type of coral or a specific type of tropical fish, what icons come up? Like what about the type of coral or where, where it's from or whatever, like what kind of icons or little artworks could help communicate information because that's really all that icons are is they're just visual communications of information in an infographic type way. So that's what you're going to want to think about with the icons. Day seven, patterns and brand elements. This could be your photo editing guidelines, GIFs and animations, illustrations, gradients, etc. Lots of resources for you linked there. Then we get into mock-ups. So day eight and nine, you're spending on print and digital mock-ups. There's so many opportunities um, and so many ideas for you linked in this guide. And then the last day, you get all the way down to the presentation and sharing of your work. So you're going to pull all your work together into a multi-slide presentation. I would recommend Google Slides or Canva plus the video recording. And I've linked examples. 
um, that can walk a potential client through the entire process from start to finish. So you want to focus on how you were able to solve the design dilemma with your creative execution, presenting your work so that it can be attractive to your own ideal client by showcasing what they should care about most. So oftentimes when people finish a project, they go to social media and they're like, this project is done. And then they just post it. But you're not giving people enough insight onto how you finish the project. So this Kiss My Portfolio Challenge is really designed to help you figure out how you can present what you know how to do to someone who has no idea what you do. So think about it that way and talk about how you blend um, coffee shop with speakeasy with ocean conservation. Talk about how you created a social media launch plan that gave enough away without giving too much away to get people intrigued in a speakeasy. Maybe you want to create some kind of video explainer about how you made the logo in a way that goes from day to night. All ideas for how you can optimize whatever it is that you create from this challenge and really make it to your advantage. And then my absolute favorite page of this whole challenge guide by far is the very last page, which is page 12, which is once you've finished, right? So now that you've finished the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge, it's time to show off what you've designed. Consider making these types of content to show off your hard work case study page on your website, whether that's a blog or a portfolio page, a recap blog of your process. What roadblocks did you hit? How did you fix those roadblocks? What were your sketches? What were your um, final mock-ups? How do we see that transformation occur so that you can paint the picture for someone who might want to work with you on how you came up with a solution? Then Instagram post, Instagram carousel, Instagram story, reels, you know, uh, IGTV video. I should probably update this. IGTV isn't even a thing anymore. Instagram highlights. How do you add Instagram highlights about this project into your Instagram so that people can binge that content? Facebook posts, Facebook videos, um, sharing it into a group. Maybe you're part of a group uh, for small business owners in your area and you say, hey, I just designed this brand. I'd love for you to take a look and, and see what I'm able to do. And I'm also booking new projects for the end of the year. That's a great idea. Then YouTube, a project overview, a design time lapse. I'm really going to challenge you guys to try to live stream your process. And I know it's scary and I'm happy to kind of like map you through it of how I would do it. But live streaming has consistently brought me my highest paying clients to date. And that's live stream through Instagram and live stream through TikTok. It's once they follow me to be able to hear me explain or to watch me design really seals the deal because it gives them an opportunity to see inside my brain and see why I'm making the design decisions based on the information from the client. So that's a really, really useful step. And I would really challenge you guys, especially if you've taken Kiss My Portfolio challenges before and haven't taken the jump into live streaming, live stream. That's going to be your challenge. Then you can make so many TikToks out of this project. Oh my gosh. Brand design in 60 seconds, a how-to, a tools you used, a, your process. Um, you can do those really fun, like if this brand were emojis, like the ones that I have on my TikTok page, and then just show all of your mock-ups from the project. There's so much potential to really stretch this and make a lot of content from this project. LinkedIn articles, posts, carousels, videos, Pinterest boards, Pinterest videos, Pinterest idea pins, Pinterest carousels, Pinterest shuffles, because now we have shuffles. 
that's all the type of content that you can make just out of this one challenge. So that's already like 40 pieces of content. So imagine every time you finished a project for a client, you had this running checklist of here's all the content I'm going to make out of this project to really get the most bang for my buck and get my aesthetic out there and start attracting even more clients. Because I very much come from the marketing camp of show people what you know, don't tell them what you know. So if you can show someone, I know how to design a really kick-ass brand, you don't have to tell them that you know how to design a kick-ass brand. They'll be able to see it. And once they can see it, they'll be hooked, hooked. And this is the feedback I've gotten from my clients as I've grown throughout the years. It's like, I started following you or I found you on TikTok and then I watched your live streams and now you're the only one I wanna work with because I know that you can solve the problem that I'm having. I know that if I give you my brand, I can trust you with it. And I think that that's really the opportunity I want all of you guys to hone in on is to take this prompt, freaking run with it, and like absolutely don't hold back. Sound good? I know there's some common questions. I have about a few minutes left to cover those. The first is, do you have to be a designer to take the challenge? No, but it does help to have a little bit of branding experience. So uh, general understanding of Adobe Illustrator is recommended. You can also use Procreate. People have also used other tools, Affinity Designer, et cetera. You also don't have to be a brand designer. I'd love to see a website designer take on this challenge, an architect, um, an interior designer, an event planner take on this prompt and make it fit you. Like that's totally fair game. Two guest judges. We have a bunch of really high quality guest judges that are confirmed for this challenge. And they all have branding, marketing, PR, digital design backgrounds. So they're gonna be popping in and giving you feedback along the way, just like I am. Another common question is, what if I don't turn in the work on the day of the prompt? That's fine but I cannot guarantee that you will get feedback. So in order to get feedback from the guest judges, the earlier you can put your work into the Facebook group is the higher probability that you're going to get feedback. So that's just a general rule of thumb. We have a weekend scheduled in the middle of the challenge. So if you need to catch up or get ahead, that's totally fine. And at the end of the day, guys, this is self-paced. This is for your benefit. This is for your skill set. This is for you to grow and build your portfolio as a brand designer, as a creative, and just have fun. Like really push yourself, get out of your comfort zone. Like I said, maybe try live streaming, make a bunch of content out of it, create a brand that you would like to see in the world. And that will beget more projects, right? Okay. I think that's it for me. I know this was like kind of a long episode. It's a big explainer, but this should cover pretty much everything you need to know about the challenge. Um, we kick off on Monday, September 5th. And if you think of anything else, or you have more questions, hit me up in the comments or DM me, and I would be happy to answer them for you and good luck. Hope everybody has a great time and we'll catch you soon. Thanks again for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, of course, and it would mean the world to me if you would go ahead and leave us a review and follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts, really. The Kiss My Aesthetic book group is also going to be a killer resource for you to ask questions, get feedback on anything branding, marketing, or entrepreneurship related. And to catch today's show notes or anything that we talked about in this episode, make sure you go to mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. We'll catch you next time.